Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> that was Chris funny. and Kylie coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> on 101 local radio <laughs> on dj w, host w101 whoa whoa whatever i don't know what, i don't know what the <laughs> local radio stations are i know npr that's the only local station i, I often think about that like i don't i i now that there's like the words coming out of our mouths are not just between us mm-hmm. but like i really don't ever want to be offensive to anybody I don't want to make fun. So maybe we I just still don't care maybe <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, maybe joking around with poking fun of a DJ, local DJ. There, we're, there aren't really. Well, there are. Oh, still, there still are DJs. They're still, yeah. yeah, they're not spinning the discs. I mean, but I mean, geez, if there weren't DJs, I, I, I'd have less of, I'd have less of a job. Oh yeah, that's with what true. I do. That's for true. Living, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> do, you, do you watch Parks and Rec? I have, yes. Have you? I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen every episode, they but have, I've seen a lot they of They have local radio show guys that are, I mean, it, when I said that, that reminded okay. me of. I'm and it's bad. You, they're, they're horrible people. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Characters, not the yeah. actors. But anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, Moving on. Yeah. Oh, Parks and Rec is a great show. I um, love Parks and Rec. That's, it's very funny. I heard a rumor that the person who, one of the people who created that show used to work for... Fort Wayne, Parks and Rec. Oh, really? Yeah, is that true? I've never heard it, but oh, here we are spreading lies. <laughs> maybe tell all your friends. Maybe Pawnee is a is a microcosm of. Except they're in Southern Indiana, which probably is it in Southern sense. Indiana? Yeah. Oh, because they're near Bloomington. They travel up to Indianapolis. Oh, I know you're new here to the state, so I know up and down, up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Parks and Rec or The Office? Oh, I mean that that's that's easy. The Office, hands down, without okay. question. Uh, wow! And you got you got I, angry. I'm about waiting that. for you. I'm, I dare you to say Parks and Rec over Office. I dare you. I don't. Yeah, you want to get into a physical altercation? <laughs> you saw my body tense up. <laughs> say it, say it, guys, say it. <laughs> I like. I enjoy both. Yeah, I enjoy fair enough. Both. All right. I, I mean. Yeah, for different reasons, but sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Office is great. It's it is a little played out. Everyone, everyone loves the Office. You watch the early episodes now and go, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, besides just Michael Scott is uncomfortable. Like some of it, I don't <laughs> Did know. Did not if age would... very well. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm uh, no. I loved. I loved. Par- Probably my favorite opener. Maybe a favorite scene of uh parks and rec is we've just lost all of our listeners that don't watch <laughs> either of these comedies <clears throat> but we maybe have gained some as well uh when ron swanson has a toothache oh my gosh and yes pulls the pliers out that is my absolute favorite i had it pulled yesterday <laughs> i just like to remind people of how much pain i can withstand <laughs> Watching, I can't even think of it. What's the <laughs> the one guy that just falls out of his chair? 
Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, Aziz Ansari. Doesn't yes, he just yes, faint or something? <laughs> yes. That would be me in that situation. <laughs> just <laughs> totally hits the floor. I mean, like, how much that. of a tough guy? Yeah. I mean, oh, hilarious. I, I can't laugh too hard. I have. I have been known to faint at the sight of blood, pain, if something... I, I, I'm a little queasy, all right? I'll just say, I'm, okay. I got a little That's bit of okay. a queasy stomach. I appreciate you expressing your weakness. Oh, my gosh, yes. In your weakness, then you yes. are strong. That was funny enough that I didn't, I didn't faint. There's one scene, though. Oh, my gosh, there's one scene in the office. I remember I'm sitting with my, at the time, my two roommates. This is, I don't know, 10, 15, this is 15 years ago, maybe? 12, 12 13, 15 years ago? We're sitting watching it. And there was a scene that was so funny and so disgusting. And it was when they went to Benihana. <laughs> and do you, I don't know if you remember that. But where Dwight is describing... Uh, they, they, like, trick him into thinking the waitress wants to learn how to, like, oh, properly yes, dress yes, a turkey. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> he, like, slices his throat, like, with his finger. And he's like, this is what you do. And I'll never forget, I'm watching, and I, it was so disgusting and made me feel so uncomfortable, but it was so funny. And I'm, and I'm sitting with my two buddies, and all of a sudden, like, I fainted. And they were like, what? Because I spilled my drink. I was holding a drink in my hand, and it's, it fell on the floor and spilled, and, like, I came to. And, and they're like, did you just? I was like, no. I, obviously, I did. <laughs> oh, man. Great television. Josh and Tim, if you're listening, yes, I remember that, and yes, I did faint. <laughs> <laughs> Look how you're opening up through our experience yeah. here on the podcast. Um, so we had church last night. We did, and you referenced this. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, this this Gallup poll, poll, this Gallup poll that was done. That's yeah. apparently all over news and stuff like that about mental health in 2020. And there were a bunch of different demographics under 20, between 20 and 30, making this much money or this much money or like a bunch of different. I think it was even different races, like all sorts of yep, yep, all sorts of things. And, and you pointed out how they all experienced negative, negative movement in the area of mental health, except for one. And that one category, what was it, Kylie? Those that attend weekly religious gatherings and they were the only ones who saw positive mental health growth right isn't that is that how we call it yeah it was or a, a perception of self-perception of where they're at yeah right? those that would express that their mental health is excellent okay maybe i'm a little pessimistic or a little jaded or a little no, that, oh, none of that sounds like oh, you or maybe i'm a jerk right but here's the here's the thing i heard that and I don't, I don't want to take away from anyone who's had a successful 2020, but I heard that, and the first thing that popped in my mind was bull. No way. No way that that's true. And I think, I think it's just an indication of all the demographics that that's the one that lies the most. <laughs> so I just remember the sort of thing that, like, that's the one that, that's the one demographic that would be afraid to admit that they've had a struggly year. That's the demographic that's 
that says, oh, no, I'm I'm great. I'm good. I'm. How are you today? Fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> How are you? Good. Fine. Like that's that made me call BS on that. Mm, fake news. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I, I didn't think about it until you just said that. Yeah. And, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to take away from anyone. <clears throat> Look, 2020 was, was special for me, right? Like, for, I mean, for everybody. But what I mean is, like, it wasn't, it wasn't all bad. Like, God met me in, 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 for in, sure. in, in a lot of things this year. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure he did for a lot of Christians. I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah. knocking that or taking away from that. I just, I just call a little bit of bull on that. Well, and it is interesting, and I shared that as an encouragement. Yes, and, I, and that's why I don't. That's why I'm careful not to like. I don't yeah, take to away. continue to gather and 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 the value that comes from being in Christian community and focusing on on Jesus and 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 look, this isn't a podcast about you have to go to church. If Christian community is two or three people that you can be honest and vulnerable to, and and with like. Keep that up. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> because it was, it, I did have that thought last night after I shared that. We went into our time of sharing. And as you go around the room and as we, as we pass the mic around to those that want to share and celebrate what God's doing in their lives, almost all of them were, this was my struggle this week. And, and that's what I love and value about our community yes. is that it is pretty honest and vulnerable. But that being the case, we can look at every other, since you brought that up, we can, we can look at every other statistic from divorce rate to mental health issues inside, outside the church often are the same, right? There's not like this huge difference. And that's what we, we want to be. That's why we're doing this, right? We want, we need to be authentic. We need to be vulnerable. We need to be open about the realities of continuing to live this life here on this planet. However, we are living our lives with the presence and experiencing the Lord as we walk through struggle and difficulty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so, I mean, we've talked about this. I grew up in that culture where, you know, like we talked about last time, you walk into church and you can't, you don't show weakness. Right. You don't tell people your struggles. You've got it all figured out. You've got it, You've all got it together. Out. You know, even though I was just, you know, yelling at my wife and screaming at my kids on the way here, trying to get them right, you know, that sort of scenario. And it's an interesting thought. Yeah. I, I almost yeah. wish you would have brought that up last night. I almost did. But, but you were trying to encourage people, and I don't want to be like that Debbie Downer in the back, like, well, actually. They're used to it. They know that it's coming. <laughs> Oh, Chris! Oh, God, Chris is, Chris is bringing us down again. Get ready for depression, <laughs> depression city. <laughs> no, but it's it's a good. That's a yeah. that's a great point. Because the, the you're right. Like the, the statistics are the same, and so I I often think you know someone was asking me or someone was commenting about this very podcast, and they made they made the they 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 made this this statement, and I don't I don't know that it's I don't know that it's a it's a totally fair statement across the board but there's certainly truth to it that if what we're talking about here and what we're doing here happened on Sunday the the question came up of yes. why do we need another why do we need another christian podcast right like 
Not, and it wasn't an attacking thing. It was like, well, what's, what's, what do you guys have to say that like isn't being said? And, and, then, and so we talked about that, and they made the statement. If this kind of stuff was talked about on Sunday morning, we wouldn't need this podcast. Right, yeah. But, but it's not talked about. And so that's why, that's why we need this, right. right? And again, I don't know that that's fair across the board, but I, I would say probably across most of the board, in the American church at least. Yeah. And so, how, well, like you said, if that was taking place, in that kind, would the statistics be the same right. inside and outside? Right. Right. If we if we were honest in church and said, no, actually, I'm not. I'm not good. Things aren't fine. I'm 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 going on. I'm going on three weeks now of unemployment. Right. And like I know it's gonna like like imagine if those were the conversation that were happening. I need some of, help. In, yeah. Instead of no, I'm good. I've often expressed this. I, I don't remember where I heard it. If your house is burning down, what do you do? You stay inside. <laughs> right. No, you run out and call the... You, you yeah. run, you scream, you yeah. find anybody, they'll Get listen, to call you call the, the fire department. Yeah. You know, but if our if our marriage is struggling, we, we keep it... Right. Let's keep this in-house. Right. You know, if I'm, if I'm struggling with one of my kids or... This is... I mean, this is just really vulnerable we we were struggling in a lot of areas with some of our kids and we got together with two other couples that we we're extremely close with yeah and they were having not similar struggles but same thing with their kids yeah. and my oldest found out that we got together and we were sharing you know the reality of what was going on which included part of what was going on in her life and she was pretty upset with with us about about sharing any of that and I said, listen, like, one, not trying to be hurtful towards you. Two, everybody else is going through stuff with their kids. And three, we need this. We need to share so that we can be encouraged, mm. so that we can get wisdom from other people. Like, because we don't know, we, we don't know what to do. And I think that's, that's what we miss, as we talked about last time, as we're going to continue to talk about what... How do we deal with that? Yeah. What's the reality of I'm not trying to hurt you as my daughter, but you're going to learn in your life that you need people, you yeah. need community. Yeah. Because if we try to bury it, you know, keep it in house, sweep it under the rug, those things, that 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 stuff doesn't go away. It just festers, yeah. creates bitterness, which leads to probably, in my experience, mental health issues. Sure. Because then I'm just holding it all in, and I don't know what to do with it, and it just starts eating at you. I I remember when coming out of my, my struggle with pornography and with lust and sex addiction, I remember being so embarrassed to share with people. People who've known me for years, people who walked with me, my own, my family, my friends— to share where where my addiction took me and what it cost me and what I'm trying to do to get out of it, right? Rehab and celebrate recovery and all these things and just trying to, I don't know, be, be a Christian. And I remember the, the day that I realized, wow, like I was, I post-discovery, uh, post post-rehab, post all these things, I was so afraid 
of of telling anyone, hmm. hey, I got I got to tell you something. I look at pornography and masturbate daily. It is I can't stop. I don't want to stop. Right, like all the all the things that come with addiction. Right. Mm-hmm. I I was so afraid of that, thinking everyone's gonna judge me. Everyone's gonna like for for like. Jeez, I make my I, I make my living as a as a as a as a preacher, right? Who's gonna who's gonna want me to come preach at their church? Right? Who's gonna want to give me money to hear what I have to say? Right? As as if we're all about me anyways, right? But like that shows you how you know skewed my thoughts were anyways. But and so so afterwards, and now actually being forced to, and 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 I I'll admit a lot of the confession came from just. Honestly, trying to beat my wife to the punch. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I'd rather... Self-preservation. Absolutely. Absolutely was at the time, right? I'd rather you hear about my struggle from me because at some point my wife's going to call you. Mm. <laughs> and she's angry and hurt. <laughs> Rightfully so. But she's angry and hurt. I want you to hear it from me, right? And realizing... Some, at some point, I don't remember where it happened. It was definitely after rehab, but this 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 flip switched of realizing, wow, I I could have done this anytime. I'm being met with, for the most part, grace, love, forgiveness. Yeah, there were there were enough ministry leaders who were pissed at me and didn't want to hear from me again. Like that was okay, right? Like I could handle that. But for the most part, I was met with a ton of forgiveness, understanding, grace, and quite a bit of, well, Chris, just so you know, I struggle with that too. I could have at any moment in my in my history had that same conversation by humbling myself instead of having being, we've talked before about being humbled versus humbling yourself. And I could have humbled myself then instead of, you know, the, the Lord in his mercy had to humble me to get me to the point of, of, of there. But I, I, I wouldn't, would, I refuse to be vulnerable. I remember one instance with a, with a good friend of mine. And this was three weeks before my life blew up. And he's a, a good friend. He was one of my best friends. Still, I mean, still is a close friend to this day. And I remember him and his wife came to visit, to visit us. And they stayed with us for a couple days. I think. I don't know. I might be hazy on the details. But here's what I do know. I do know me and this guy and our wives stayed at home. And we and him went to go get, or him and I went to go get a good go get pizza or something. And it was late. So we, we, we wound up sitting in the car for a few minutes. And he, he, was, he was so vulnerable with me about where he was struggling in his marriage. Where he was struggling with alcoholism. Where he was uh, just his own his own struggles with his faith, you know, admitting to me he goes, Chris, I can't remember the last time like I've prayed or gone to church or, you know, I still believe in Jesus, but I'm not I'm not doing anything. Instead, I'm I'm drinking every night, and you know, my, my wife and I were struggling, and and I remember being so like taken aback by his honesty with me, hmm. and realizing I had a moment, I had a moment where I could have been honest with just someone about. Hey, bud, you're not alone. Let me let me tell you where I'm struggling too. Like, like you said, right? We need community in struggle. 
And I had a moment to be that community for him by sharing and letting him know like, hey, you're not, a, you're not the only one. Like there's, I'm going through this too. And, and, a, and a moment to just be honest and transparent and vulnerable with a friend. And I let it pass. And I did not. I did not say anything. And I, I had to, you know, it was just a few weeks later that I had to call him and tell him, hey, let me, let me tell you what's really happening. Mm. You know, knowing that I, I had a moment where I could have been weak. And in that, in that weakness, experience strength that comes from the grace of God. Mm. But I didn't. <laughs> <clears throat> the last time we our last episode we talked about um goals or new year's resolutions or whatever and as you're sharing that that term bold came back and i think i think we need to be bold in our weaknesses mm. i mean that's what we've been talking right? about right therefore i will boast, boast all, all the more, more. right yeah. and so Maybe that's a goal for everybody hmm. that's listening of of being bold in our weaknesses. Took me back to, I think it was our second second missions trip that we led, and we had a, a ton of kids. I want to say we had fifty. Uh, our team was, I think, fifty, about half and half. So about twenty five guys. We had our our group time and was sharing, and then felt this felt led to have um, our other leader, female leader, take the girls and I was going to take the guys and just be super vulnerable. And, you know, girls typically, teenagers have some body image, you know, identity things to talk about. And guys, I wanted to be, I felt called to be very direct with these, with these guys who like the reality is we know what's going on with all of you, most of you. And so we just went into a room and, and I shared and the first thing I did was just throw out all the terms, right? Like pornography, masturbate, you know, all like, let's just, we want to keep it in the dark. This mm-hmm. is the reality. And I shared some of my experience and I shared what we're talking about. And I had high school teenage boys. There were some in tears. They came up and gave me hugs. They're like, nobody's ever talked to me about this. Wow. My dad won't talk to me about this. Wow. And it just o- continued to open my eyes to the reality of how much we keep in the dark and how much, like you say, grace and mer- for those that that truly love us, there's going to be grace and there's going to be mercy and there's going to be an encouragement and there's g- not, not an acceptance of, right? right? Not, an, not excusing behavior. Not excusing it, but like, hey, you're not, you're not alone in this yeah. and, and here's what helps me and all all of those things, which just takes me back to the conversation at the beginning. Like, if our faith communities were like that, and I'm not saying that pridefully. I just like, right. let's throw everything out on the table. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be real with what our lives look. Let's be real with what our struggles look like so that we can experience love and grace, so that we can be good neighbors, be good brothers and sisters who are expressing what Jesus expressed and continues to express in our lives of bring it to the light and enjoy the grace and the forgiveness. Again, not excuse, but enjoy the grace and the forgiveness that I provide. 
And I think we just have to continue to be bold in that. And in this season, as, as we're all learning and growing and listening to this podcast or whatever, and find communities where that is happening, find communities where you feel safe to be vulnerable, where you'll be loved and encouraged, um, not condemned yeah. and torn down. Um, because that's a really scary place to be, a place where you feel like you can't. And I'm going to guess for most people listening, what you and I just shared is probably what holds people back the most, is I've never experienced that before. Hmm. I've yeah. never, I've never been willing to be open and vulnerable because I am so scared of what's yeah. coming back my way. And the, it's, it's the beauty of what faith community should look like. And, and, and to take some pressure off, part, I mean, part of it is our own cowardice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. And, and I mean, I would say the, the, the bigger, the bigger share is, is us, right? Like, Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm a coward. And so here I am in a car with one of my best friends, and I can't share where I'm struggling. Even though he's being bold and brave enough to do it, I'm the coward and can't. But there is a small, and, I, and I'm not, uh, there is a small part on this. It's the system, right? It's, it's, our, it's our church system. It's the reason why that poll shows what it does. That poll that we started the off, culture right? That's it's, been it's the culture. Developed. It's the church culture yeah. here, here in America. It's, it's not like this in every part of the world, but here, here in America, that that's a pu- that's a huge part of it. You can't be honest in a church. Mm. It's hard to, and we should. I mean, that should be the place of the most honesty, right? Of all the places that we go, that should be the place of the most vulnerability and the most honesty. But we don't quite have that system yet. And that doesn't, you know, we, we have the luxury in our, in our community, in our church, to be able to pass a mic around and be able to share where we're at. And, because we're a tiny little church, right? We're a little, we're a little storefront church in downtown New Haven. Which if you're not familiar with downtown New Haven, there's like three lights that make downtown New Haven. But... What do you what what happens if you're what happens if you go to a church of a few hundred? What happens if you go to a church of a few thousand? Like how do you live this out? You have to find that community. Mm. You have to find I mean, I think that's why big churches go to small groups and yeah. so forth. And I, I, I know I can <laughs> I I don't really want to get into a, a church discussion, but for individuals you've got to find spaces find people yes. find yeah. community where that is is the case and I, I actually that's where that's where I was that's where I wanted us to land right that's that's why I asked the question like knowing that this is where we're going to land yeah because yeah it, it at that point when the system is that big right when the church is that big it it can't be on the church to do that right that's why Jesus didn't have you know hundreds of people walking around with him yeah he had his 12 closest and there were seventy and seventy-two, and there were, he revealed himself to five hundred, and but still, it was like where he where he fostered, cultivated, and encouraged the most vulnerability. We read over and over. It was it was among his amongst his twelve, and even amongst three. Yeah, oh yeah, even with more, more intimacy. Absolutely, absolutely, and not that he dismissed crowds and didn't teach and didn't do that, but 
I mean, he didn't exactly, Sermon on the Mount wasn't exactly, now turn to your neighbor and share about where, you're, where you've struggled with this lately, right? It was more teaching. And the expectation, I think, was, hey, when you get home with your families, when you get home with your community, your smallest units of community, live this out and, and, and see how it's going to like, see how it's going to play out in honesty and vulnerability with each other. It's a necessity. Yeah. I mean, it's a necessity to take place, one, for each of us, and two, I think, to continue to shift a culture. Yeah. That is, as we're all, as you and I are expressing to each other, there's there's no surface level discussion here, right? Like there, it can't be shallow. Right. Like we're going to the deep end. And the reality is healing is going to take place and, and change is going to take place in the deep end of the pool, not in the shallow. Yeah. And because that's where we meet more depth and more intimacy right. from the Lord, where we are more reliant on the deep end of uh, something's got to help me here or I'm going to drown. Yeah. Yeah. Versus I can get into this a little bit, but I still have my feet on the bottom of the right. pool. Right. Um, I'm going to... I listened to a song yesterday, The Pestle and the Mortar by Andy Squires. And the, I, I think this speaks to where we go, not just as I want to be vulnerable for me. I want to be vulnerable so somebody loves me and expresses grace, but I need to be vulnerable because God is in that. God is going to change me in that. And here's the lyric. If he allows the weakness to prove the strength of love, I would let him go but he won't let go of me. Hmm. Hold on, say that again. If he allows the weakness to prove the strength of love, I would let him go, but he won't let go of me. Hmm. If, If proving his love means that I have to express my weakness... Let's take that back to the analogy of I'm jumping into the deep end of the pool. I wouldn't be able to survive, but yeah. he is there for yeah. me. And that I, <laughs> I'm i telling you, I wrote that down, and I just soaked in it. Wow. Knowing that this is what we were going to talk about, but, like, man, the Lord brought that lyric, and, and uh, we can't do this on our own. Yeah. We can't do it on our own. We need, first and foremost— Jesus to save us and to continue to change us and shape us. And we need other people along that road that are in the same place. The reality is there's no sin greater than the other. There's no, Jesus experienced some of the same temptations and thought patterns, you know, like uh, of, of struggle. And yet, (coughs) and yet, That gives us great hope and and comfort. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and and to be able to be reminded, it's the it's why we're here. I mean, this podcast came from the last however many two or three years of you and I having these discussions over lunch, and how, as hopefully you guys are hearing, that are listening, how it's changed and shaped, and God has grown us through this whole process. Yeah. To lead us here to where how can we how can this be a help to other people? Yeah, um, knowing that 
this is going to be a lifelong journey. We're going to have to continue to have conversation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and and we'll see where where the Lord leads us in it. And so, you know, we ended the last episode right about here, right? Of now, practically, what what does what does it look like for an American Christian jerk to live that out? To, to walk that out. And, and we've shared examples along the way, and we shared things along the way, but let's get down to the nitty-gritty. What does it look like to walk out weakness and being reliant not on self, but on strength that comes from weakness because the Lord's in it? You go first. <laughs> uh, I went first. Uh, <laughs> you know, I... It should affect, and this isn't this isn't bailing on the question. Yeah, but it's such a heart and mind change that it should affect everything. Mm. Like I could take an example from my house, or from mm. leading a church, or from dealing with kids, or, or being human. <laughs> being human, yeah. 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 Like it, it's it's a a heart change. It's a my thoughts change. It's it's a surrender to God shaping. And so whatever area where we feel like, oh wait, I'm grabbing control here. I need mm. to I need to let go. It's hearing his voice. It's he has not left us. And so when we hear the voice, it's being obedient to that voice. And I again I'm I feel like I'm punting on the question. Well, I I guess and let me ask it a different way. Okay. Because because we 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 didn't disagree last time, but we we saw two different angles. Oh yeah. And so let's let's unpack that a little bit. Okay. You know, I talked about that example with my neighbor mm-hmm. of him offering to help, and my immediate response was, "No, no, I'm good." And then how realizing the growing in humility and and being weak. Involves two things. It involves the heart, like you said, right? You just you just said now it's a heart and mind thing, but it it's more than that. It also involves an action. It also involves I, at some point in the next few days, I'm going to go to my neighbor and yeah. say, "Oh, that's right, we recorded this at the same time." So I said in the last episode, in the next few days, I'm going to have to go to my neighbor. We're now like 30 minutes later, so I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I keep uh, t- p- uh, peeling back the curtain on how. Uh, how these things are recorded. <laughs> but uh, but no, it means I'm going to have to go to him. No matter if I'm feeling extra humble or not, I'm going to have to go to him and produce the action of humility and say, hey, you know what? I actually do need help. Thank you so much for offering. Can we, can you know, can we, can we work on something this evening or something like that? Well, I... Without, so, without excusing the heart, I still need to work on the heart. And let God work on my heart for sure. of humility. But I also need the action. So, whereas, you know, I think what you brought up was, oh, man, like, the heart's got to be there, right? And, and and both are true, yeah. right? So so how do we navigate those two, <clears throat> those two things that have their own process? So last night, mm-hmm. late last night, um, because... I, a lot of my mindset, a lot of my life is revolves around 
raising six kids. And I didn't handle situation last night very well at all. And as that ended, I sat with my son and I knew in my heart how sorry I was, how I recognized that I didn't handle the situation well, that that's not who, you know, last night, last night at our church gathering, right? The, the entire message is about how to love people well. And two hours later, I'm not loving very well, you know? Yeah. So I have this immediate guilt and shame and how it's affected everyone in the house. And so my expression of what you're describing is I could easily justify how I was, you know, the way that I behaved based on his behavior. Mm -hmm. But I sat and held him in his room and I apologized and not just, Hey, I'm sorry, buddy, but you, you didn't handle things well either. It was, I was just super, I think that's so important as a parent, as a Christian parent to express vulnerability to express, I don't have this all figured out. Yeah. To express, hey, two hours ago you listened to me talk about love in front of a group of people, <laughs> and then I just didn't love you very well. Yeah, And I just, yeah. not just an I'm sorry, but it was a, hey, here's why this wasn't right. This yeah. isn't who God wants me to be. Yeah. This, and I'm going to ask you, I understand you may need some time, but I'm asking you to forgive me. And... And then I need to continue to do that today Yeah. with, with the rest of the family, you know, cause it was late and everybody kind of went their own direction, went to bed and everything, but expressing that I think is what we have to do. Yeah. Uh, that's the expression of the love that I feel, I feel the remorse, I feel the guilt, the shame, I feel all those things, but it has to be expressed in love. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And right. I think Super that's, agreed. <laughs> that's what changes. I think like we talk about culture shift, like if they can see somebody that's leading, if they can see their dad live out. Yeah. I heard you two hours ago talk about love. I don't see it handle. I don't see it taking place here, but I see that, there's repentance and that you, it allows them the freedom to be open yeah, as yeah, well. Yes. Yes. And, and to learn and to go, okay, that, that should be the norm. Yeah. Not, Hey, sorry, but he did this. Yeah. Not helpful. I, I, and I, and I'm going to say that's a my practical. Daughter, yeah. I, I remember, I remember the look of bewilderment on my daughter's face. The very first time I had that same kind of conversation with her of like, Hey, like I, I reacted to you in anger. It wasn't right. It wasn't okay. I snapped, you know, and I, I forgot. I think I, I think I just snapped at her and yelled at her for something that really wasn't, that didn't, didn't quite like, sure. It wasn't discipline. It was anger. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember, I remember the first time telling her like, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out too. Like I mess up and like the look of pure bewilderment on her face of like, what? Like you. You don't have this figured out. You're dad, you know, and and to, and to see just like you said the 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 culture of honesty and vulnerability that that's 
that's cultivating in, in my house, both mm. for me and for her. Sure. For her to be like to for her to have the openness to say, "Hey, I messed up at school today with, with the way I react to someone. I don't know why, or I you know I thought about it, and here's why. He, I do know why I reacted like that, and it was wrong. And you know, and and she's look, she's still nine, right? So we still I still have to parent her through that, right? But so here's so here's my question, like with family, I I think. Well, in some ways that's harder to do, but in other ways it's easier to do because you do love your son, right? You love your family. Yeah. I love my, I love mine, right? It's easier to come to that place of the heart. It's easier to land there and say, okay, yeah, I, 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 I have to have this conversation with them because I do love them. And what I did was wrong. But what about the guy who cuts you off? <laughs> What about someone who you don't care about as much? What about, I mean, look, I, I like my neighbor. I don't love him like family, right? What about the guy who stands too close to you in line in the middle of the pandemic? <laughs> Thinking about some of my failures of people that I've, you know. Should it be different? Uh, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, it should. I mean, that's the truth. It shouldn't be different. As a follower, follower of Jesus, who calls us to love even our enemies, to love our neighbor as ourself, the greatest commandment. And yeah. it, it, yes, there's a different level of intimacy because it's it's family. But the way that we express love shouldn't be different. So what do we do when we don't have that depth of love and and this is this is where i was getting to last week right like it's it's you need both and when you don't have both it's well if i you know think of the the c.s lewis thing if i did love this person and i was humble and i wasn't so full of pride how would i love them how would i treat them do it do that very thing that came to mind we can all think of it do it and then go to the Lord later of with Lord you saw my heart you saw that I did it but I didn't want to I did it but I didn't love I did it I did the action but the heart wasn't there behind it and and I need more of you uh, it, it it's interesting how this all goes back to the to the same it's surrender of ourselves yeah, yeah. it's seeking humility and doing what he's calling us to do with the right posture of our heart yeah. that you know the person in the supermarket that's standing too close or the person's being a jerk to us like Jesus response to father forgive them mm. they don't know what they're doing Right. And he wasn't saying that pridefully. Right. It's just his heart was these are these are human beings that I've created. The 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 jerk that cut you off cut you off in traffic, the guy that's standing too close in Kroger, the son that is getting under your skin, those are human beings made in the image and likeness of God that he loves and how do we 
how do we humanize people? How do we view people in that light? In those moments yeah. that we're, what is the flesh that is welling up inside of us? Yeah. <clears throat> like, how do we breathe deeply? How do we, God, give me peace in this situation? Help me see with your eyes. It's a, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. Like last night I blew it. And it was like almost in the moment, it was like I was hearing hearing the voice of the Lord, like, stop, just stop. Mm. And I mean, that's what I thought this morning. I'm like, I'm hearing his voice. I'm ignoring it. It's great to hear from a pastor, right? <laughs> but in those moments, yeah. I'm allowing yeah. my flesh to take over yeah. as opposed to just because I want control. Yeah. Because I need this to stop. Because I'm right and you're wrong. Because you're standing too close and not following the rules. And ultimately, we can all step back and go, it doesn't matter. Mm. My obedience is what should matter. My hearing his voice is what should matter. Not the outcome of this situation. Yeah. That's so. That's what's so hard for me. Like, the outcome... the. The justice that I believe should be happening, the outcome of this situation, in any of those kinds, any of our, that's what's of most importance. Mm. And it's like, no, like, why, why, why am I God all of a sudden? Mm. Wow. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> that's what it is. Why? I, trying to control it, trying to be God, trying to be Lord of my life. Yeah. Instead of like you, you called it, you called it. Instead of surrendering, surrender and obedience. Yeah. All right. Well, it's that easy. We got to figure it out. Hey, and, uh, great. <laughs> new episode, same result. <laughs> we're still jerks, and we're still talking about surrender and, and humility. We, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but it, you're right. It, you're but, right. But, but but continue listening. <laughs> Because the reality is, this is a lifelong journey. Yes, yes. like we're not gonna we're not gonna end this podcast in you know six months. And okay, we've, we've reached peak humility. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I know that that's true for the two of us. I know that that's true for everybody listening. Yep, because we still have this residue of sin. We still have this flesh that yep. that binds us until we meet him face to face. And yet, if we surrender in the moments. We have the opportunity to experience his presence and to experience how he changes us. Like, we, you're a different guy than you were eight years ago. Yes. I'm a different guy than I was three years ago because God is continuing to do work in our yeah, life. Thank, and the, thank God. Oh, the, 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 to experience that power of his presence in our lives. And sometimes it's, it's not like, oh, I'm better than I was yesterday. Sometimes it's looking back six months and going, Man, he's he's really changed my heart. I really am able to be more patient. I really am able to be more gentle. Yeah. And or 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 maybe it's I'm able to be more honest and more vulnerable. Yes. Maybe that, like if that's if that's the journey. If you if you're more of a jerk today than you were six months ago because you're being more honest about what kind of person you are. Let me tell you, my friend, that is progress yeah that is incredible progress yeah. to be able to say i'm i'm more needy for the lord today 
than I've ever been because I'm I'm more of a jerk than I've ever been. And, and spoiler alert, it's not that you're more of a jerk, it's just that you're admitting it more. <laughs> well, I, because the mask is being taken yes, off. Yes, yes. Like the, I've been exposed. Yes. Like I said before, I thought I was a relatively patient guy three years ago. Mm. Enter, you know, foster system adopting kids. And it's like, oh no, Kylie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. We have lots and lots of work to do. Yeah. So it's like pulling back the layers. It's like pulling the mask off and going, oh, I feel like more of a jerk, but that's because God's revealing that yeah. there's a lot of work to do. And yet. praise God. And and if you're listening to this, I'm telling you, that is progress. And if that's where you're at, we're proud of you. Yeah. And okay. God is too. Being uncomfortable yeah. is such a powerful first step. Yeah. Well. 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 Do all the things. Subscribe, yeah. like, follow, sponsor. So, so, <laughs> so there is uh, there is a, a huge benefit if you get anything out of this. There is a if this is a benefit to you, one thing that'll be a benefit to us is if you go on and you go on Apple Music. I guess Spotify and, and Google probably have the same kind of thing, but I just know about Apple. If you go on and you rate us and you actually leave a review, I don't care if you disagree with everything we say and you say so or rate us low. Just well, well maybe I don't rate us super we low. We would like, care. We're prideful guys. Yeah, we're prideful guys. Someone rated us three stars, and I want to know who. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I. I'm, I'm going to edit that out. I'm not going to edit it out. I'm probably going to edit it out. In any case, if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that's a, that's a huge benefit. And hopefully it'll get this thing moving and maybe uh, you know expose it to some more people. They could just talk about, you know, leave a review of like, Parks and hey, Rec. they have... <laughs> 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 These guys have wonderful voices on the podcast. You should check them out. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Love you guys.